Hi, welcome to We're Not Sisters Internet Sleuths episode 8. Yay, we're right. with the true crime. True crime? It, Is that what it's well, called? For the, for the true crime case? Oh, yeah. But for like, now that I'm thinking crime. about that, it sounds weird. It technically is a true crime. Fake crime. Like, Fake crime. Yeah, no, but that's what I'm saying. Like, as opposed to uh, that, why, is, why do they have to specify that it's true? Do people talk about fake crimes? I, I don't know. That's why I'm confused about. I like that. <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> yeah, we'll just make up Actually, none of the... I'm joking. I'm going to say, imagine if none of Wait. the cases that we've done are real. Which is like making it up as we go. No. Yeah, this no. is actually a fake case. I made yeah. it. <laughs> I had it's like this, this case came to me in a dream. <laughs> um but yes, we're back with two cases as always. Well, most of the time. Most of the time. <laughs> Almost always. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes yeah. one of us has a long one, so you know we can only fit one into the episode but we got two and Greta's going first this week because I'm pretty sure I went first last time even if I didn't even even if you didn't we're both going anyway so it's fine exactly and also some of you may have noticed I'm in a different place now Greta's gone places she's gone away from me she's left me alone Oh. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, new setting, new setup, kind of. I got got nice lighting, so mm. it's just a lot. And if you hear someone singing in the background, <laughs> pretend <Okay>. you didn't. <laughs> no, he was like, "I'll go, I'll go upstairs." Oh, he's been banished. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Okay. Without further fake ado. crime time. Yes. No. Real Not fake. Crime. I'm going to keep saying it's fake now. <laughs> Don't, because these, <laughs> these are real people we're talking about and affected real people's lives. Yeah. Um, but before we start, we just want to say we don't mean any offence to anyone that we talk about. We This is just, you know... Stuff we've compiled through the internet, and we just want to bring light to these cases and discuss them for educational purposes. Do you have any content warnings? I don't think so. Okay, mine is the murder of a minor. So Mm. uh, if you don't like that, you can go watch another one of our videos. I'm sure we'll see you again soon. Yeah, yeah. Let's start. So today I'm going to be talking about uh, a case that I actually came across on YouTube and I decided I wanted to cover it because I feel like when you do true crime and stuff like that, it's always important to talk about cases that might not be so famous because it might end up Mm -hmm. reaching the right people and help bring justice to the case. You never know. So, you know, Never just care. as it's interesting to talk about very famous cases, it's also important to give the spotlight to those who need it. Yeah, yeah. 
So today I'm going to be talking about the case of Sebastian Oxenius. I believe that's how you say his name. So Sebastian was born on the 3rd of December 1993 in Santiago in Chile. His parents were named Boris and Teresa and he had an older brother and two older sisters. At age one, Sebastian and his family moved to the US to Gainesville in Florida because Boris wanted to provide a better life for himself and his family. And, you know, the wages that he was getting in Chile just wasn't enough. He wanted better. So the US and they already had some family living there. So I kind of met up with them. And then Boris began working several jobs before he finally set up his own carpet cleaning business. Mm. Yes. Entrepreneur. Business king. Yes, sir. So... Gainesville is in Alachua County, which is in northern Florida. And apparently it's one of the safest parts of Florida. Because we all know Florida is a crazy place. I was going to say, is there any part of Florida that you can say is safe? Because there do be crocodiles and there do be racists. Like Florida man. Yeah, Florida Florida man, Florida woman. Just search that term up and you'll find the craziest, like, news headlines. Ah, people doing the weirdest stuff. So the University of Florida is there. It's pretty suburban, so you have like students and graduates, as well as families. And generally, like the residents actually say, it's a nice place and safe place to live. Love that. As for a little bit on Sebastian, or Tan, as his family called him, he was always really kind and he had such a big heart. He was extremely close with his parents and his family and, you know, his brother and Mm-hmm. Um, as well as his friends at school and he was the kind of person who got along with everyone and he was definitely like well liked at school mm-hmm. and he was also really really smart like oh hell yeah so I don't you know we're English I don't know the ins and outs of American education systems but even I know the one I'm about to tell you is so amazing So, he was an AP honor student at Bucles High School. He was ranked third in his class of 525 students. And he had a GPA of 4.688. I'm not entirely sure what career he wanted to take, as different sources are different things. But it was along the lines of either like a lawyer or an engineer. And he definitely had the intelligence to take any kind of career path like those. He also really liked sports as well as paintballing. And this kind of ties into the engineering career idea. But he really loved to, like, take things apart and rebuild them. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, not yeah. Sure, I'm not sure what, but I'm assuming, like, Anything. I don't know, car engine maybe. Yeah. Like, electricals, that kind of thing. But, mm-hmm. you know, you get the idea. Yeah. He liked to figure out how they were made and build it again. Mm-hmm. He also really loved Eminem the rapper oh wow that's random and he also really loved uh the fast and furious movie franchise ah that's probably because he was really into cars yeah you know sports cars cars in general but and family (laughs) (laughs) so on his 16th birthday his parents actually got him a nissan or nissan if people want to be pedantic about it 
sports car that they had fixed up for him and he was really happy it looked like a really nice car like you know nice however on the night of june 29th 2010 everything changed sebastian had a neighbor like a friend over for a sleepover and they were playing video games into the morning hours as you would expect from a lot of teenagers and at about 3 40 a.m sebastian decided that he was hungry he got up to go to the kitchen uh to get a snack shortly after this sebastian's friend in the who was staying uh heard what he believed to be a struggle and then multiple gunshots sebastian's mother and father who were asleep at the time also heard the gunshots so they got up and ran to where the noise came from What they found was something that they never thought they would ever witness. They found Sebastian laying on the kitchen floor with multiple gunshot wounds. So Sebastian's father called the police and, you know, the ambulance. They arrived on scene within about four minutes. They got there really quickly. Mm. Um, But by this time, whoever done it had already fled. And unfortunately, Sebastian was pronounced dead at the scene. Whilst his father held him in his arms. Oh, that's such an unfortunate snack run. Like, I know. that's so. Uh, like in the comfort of your own home. Literally, like I'm just gonna go down to the kitchen. Yeah, dude, awful. The initial shock felt by everyone, particularly his family, obviously, uh, was immense. Like, think about it. This is a safe area to live, and Sebastian was a good. 16 year old kit mm-hmm. how could he have any enemies or yeah. people that would want to do this to him it it doesn't make sense really does it no so the police began investigating but obviously they really didn't know where to start and they had very little evidence to go on mm-hmm. so the Alachua county sheriff's office was assigned to investigate this case and they designated, like, half of their entire police force to work on this case. It was really prioritised, and other cases that weren't urgent were put to the side so that they could focus on this. I suppose because if if people know that it's such a nice place to live and it's so safe, they can't have, first of all, a murder, but they can't have an unsolved murder, like, just happened, because that's just going to be the worst thing for them. So, when Sebastian was found, he had four gunshot wounds. I know they were in his chest, his head, and in his leg. So, uh, I, don't know, like, I don't know which one, like, which one had two or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, he was shot all over, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The house was immediately cordoned off as a crime scene, and they spent that entire day in the house trying to find any evidence, in particular trying to find a motive because as mm-hmm. I said it doesn't make sense they found that all of the doors in the family home were locked as well as all of the windows except a one door it was a glass sliding door and this one actually led right into the kitchen ah oh, yeah so they believed that this was probably the entry point of whoever attacked Sebastian mm-hmm. and there was no sign of like forced entry anywhere else. That's so, it was so probably unfortunate. there. 
Police were trying to figure out if this was a burglary gone wrong. They thought maybe Sebastian had just walked in at the wrong moment when the thieves came yeah. in and they panicked and killed him seemingly before they had a chance to take anything because absolutely nothing was missing from the house. Mm-hmm. All their car keys were there, all their money was there, nothing valuable was gone. Yeah. Everything seemed fine, you know what I mean? Like it didn't look yeah. And I think after talking to Sebastian's neighbor slash friend who was staying over, it seemed that Sebastian had definitely just gone to the kitchen on his own accord. It wasn't like he heard something he to investigate. Yeah. Um, but police were still really unable to confirm a motive. They were just coming up with theories. Was it that the perpetrator was looking for a specific person and they yeah. just chose the wrong house? Or again, if it's an attempted burglary or robbery gone wrong? And so to encourage people to come forward with any information, the family started a reward fund, and this was up to $6,000 in just the first week of the case. Jesus. And over time, this actually reached $20,000. And, you know, the community were coming together, and Mm -hmm. Sebastian's family were really doing everything that they could to raise awareness of this case and try to get justice for him uh they held memorials for sebastian and i think actually at his funeral or like his memorial service they specifically asked for people to just donate money to this reward fund they didn't want flowers um they didn't want anything else they just wanted that because they really wanted to encourage people to come forward Mm-hmm. Um, they spent countless hours walking the streets posting flyers with the reward money and hopes that someone would come forward with some information but aside from that it was also a clear message to the person that who did this that they would never give up on their son and they would not rest until yeah. he was caught or they were caught so Four years after Sebastian's death, the sheriff's department still had no leads. However, they had concluded that this was probably done by someone who was local to the area and was living in the community. And although this might sound weird at first, they said that this would be a good, like, that this was a good thing, which sounds weird. But the logic behind that is that as time passed, they might get more confident because they haven't been caught. They might talk yeah. to someone about it. And if it reached the right person, because, you know, people like to talk, um, yep. then somehow someone would come in and tell the police what they've heard. Yeah. So, you know, And also, like, like, you know, like, America's really difficult. Like, say if a crime was committed in one state and the person who did it went to another state, like, sometimes it's really difficult for them to actually get them back. Oh, yeah, because like, the jurisdiction is different in gone. every state. Yeah. So you kind of want them to be locals that they can't, you like, you can have them. They can't escape, know? yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. As for, as far as the case has come now, it's so frustrating. It's frustrating to hear this kind of thing because, like, you, they can't do anything. So, yeah. basically, the sheriff's department has said that they're fairly certain that they know who fired the shots and who was involved in his murder but they can't make an arrest at this time because they just don't have sufficient evidence yeah so i'm thinking that maybe their logic 
from what I just talked about, probably happened mm-hmm. and somebody gave in what seems like multiple names. Yeah. Because if they say they know who was involved and they know who and fired shot. the shots, that sounds yeah. like at least two people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, My bet is just like a group of boys and one of them was like, no, I like I need to tell on them. Yeah. And I didn't see anything about this, but it makes me curious about that neighbor that was staying over, if he had something to do with it. Ah. Yeah, I think it would have been a bit more sus if it was like, if he was staying at the neighbor's house and it wasn't the other way around. And then like they came for the neighbor at the neighbor's house, but because yeah. I don't know if they would have known that he was there, but then that's still like so dark. No, or like if the neighbor planned it and he was pretending yeah, it was to be like, his friend. Yeah. I don't know. Like, um, if this person is actually a very good friend to them, and mm. I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is out of pocket. Sorry. I'm very sorry. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know that. I haven't read about that. So it was just a theory. Um, yeah. Because yeah. that does seem interesting that it did happen to be the one night where someone was staying over. Staying over, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Mm. So, but yeah, it's really difficult for them to get any evidence, like physical evidence now, because it's been over a decade. Yeah. So it's really difficult. So they believe, actually, that whoever was in the house that night, they didn't plan on encountering Sebastian mm-hmm. so it was completely by chance he was just yeah. in the wrong place at the wrong moment which is so bad because how can you be in the wrong place in your own house yeah your kitchen yeah like that's not the 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 person who did it was in the wrong place like you yeah they should not have been like there. I know it's wrong place at wrong time if you know what I mean but yeah but it's also it, not it's just you shouldn't have to be worried that going to the kitchen will get you killed Exactly. Sebastian's family really don't want his case to get swept under the rug and forever unsolved because I think about 35% of cases of minors Mm. don't ever get solved. That's bad. And then I I know it's like, it's also because they're not not who the police are like. Focusing on it. Get what I mean. Probably it's still, a, still a really high percent, and that's really sad. Yeah, um, that that does surprise me though, because I would have thought like, I don't know, I don't know why I would have thought that. Yeah, you minor... would think that they would like consider crimes against minors a bigger, bit, yeah, like a worse crime than killing an adult. Like I know, yeah, it was bad as well, but if you kill yeah. a child, exactly. That's yeah. That takes an extra bad sort of person to do that. Extra, extra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they really want to keep his memory alive and finally receive justice one day. And I sincerely mm-hmm. hope that that happens for yeah. them, uh, especially when police are so sure of who did it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like I said, that's why I wanted to cover this case. And I know. At the moment, we're only a small channel, but if this, by chance, somehow reaches the right people, I really yeah. hope that this might encourage that someone to come forward who knows absolutely anything that could be useful to this case. Yeah. And I do hope that I've done it justice and presented everything right. 
Um, I wish the best for his family and really hope that they receive the justice they so deserve because they've worked yeah. so hard for over a decade yeah um, for him and if there is any information that you feel that i missed please leave a comment or let me know like tweet us yeah i really want to make sure everything i say is as correct as possible mm -hmm. in every single case to be honest so you know yeah if there's anything that you ever think should be added just please let us know but yes, yeah definitely that's that case and i think i will look for the like the, info uh, yeah, like a number you can call if yeah. you happen to have any info. So yeah, that'll, yeah. I'll put that on the screen if we can find yeah, it. And, and we'll description. put it in the description of the YouTube video. Yeah, It's just like, I know like it's bad regardless, but like the fact that they're pretty sure they know who like did it and also was there. That's also yeah. like so much worse because it's, it's like really frustrating. And like his family, do I don't think his family know who they think it is because they can't really I don't think that would be allowed yeah can, no because yeah. they could just go over and and just take things into their own hands because yeah i can't imagine how that would feel yeah it's kind of similar to was it the last one you did or the one before um the little oh, girl the fire one yeah and they like and the they mom, knew well the that was knew. the mum. the mum thinks yeah she might know who did it but like uh, you can't connect anyone to anything so but this is a lot different when it's the police because yeah yeah like they they yeah. have to make sure that they're right kind of thing like yeah people like, like pe the public can have their suspicions but yeah so i think like they you see it like all the time in the in the things they're like yeah we like we we have enough to charge them but it won't hold up in court if we don't get yeah. and blah 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 confession like, or physical that's evidence. the biggest problem and it's been yeah. so long of them getting away with it yeah like they're not gonna want to confess oh god no unless like because i was gonna say like a guilty conscience but like that would have that, that, that would if you know if you've held on to it for this long i doubt they're feeling very guilty about yeah. it exactly it's so horrible I hate yeah. it that's not a nice one but yeah, that's my case Aww. for today. Well, your turn. My turn. So my case is called the Circleville Letters. Mm. I've never actually heard of this. Oh, it sounds like it's got like a, like, you know, it's got like one of his famous names. You know what I that's mean? That's the like, thing. The Zodiac Killer. Or, yeah. Because I, you know, I was like that. Googling... Like, sometimes I see YouTube videos and I'm like, oh, that sounds cool. And then, like, this one, like, I really had to search for. And it was in an article of, like, well-known, unsolved. And usually I go through them and I'm like, yeah, I know. Like, I don't really yeah, know. Yeah, all of them are like, really obvious ones. Yeah. And then I was like, I've never heard of that. Um, mm. It's actually quite interesting. And it's not it's not particularly long, so not too much known about it, but... It could it could be a much bigger story, but everyone kind of focuses on one part of it, which I'm going to focus on too because there's not a lot you know about the bigger part. So it's just yeah, one of those like kind of spec not speculation, but it's like you just un unconfirmed. It. Exactly. Yep. Right. So if you see me reading, I'm intrigued. I'm reading. You're reading. Okay. So Circleville is a town in Ohio. And in the 70s, it had a population of 13,000, which apparently means it's a very small town. 
gasps like in European. <laughs> Honestly, that's, that's like all a the lot comments I saw. Where, Everyone was like, "I want to know the population of where I live right now." Yeah, hold on. I thought that, and I didn't do it. The population of where I live right now is only twenty four thousand. Whoa, you're joking. What? 58,000. That's a lot. Where are all these people? Where do they be? Where do they be living? It's, it's crazy. That's mad. Anyway. Yeah. 13,000 I just people. wanted to say as well, Circlesville is actually the name. That's a cool name for a town. Right? Doesn't it sound like it just needs its own film regardless of anything yeah. that's creepy? It sounds made there? up. But like it does. Circleville. It's like um, one of those ITV three-part dramas. <laughs> Circleville. And then someone's died, but it's a really or, nice... Like, or like, like one of those really bad films that you see on like Channel 5. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. 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 I do love those films. Like daytime yeah. films. Daytime films are never <laughs> good. Yeah, so it was considered a very, very small town. And it still only has like a population of about 14,000 people. And it looks exactly the same now as it did in the 70s like they haven't changed anything the people people that have like were born there stay there or they like go away because it's so small there's nothing there Uh, yeah so the population is really yeah it's it's either you it drives you crazy or you're happy with living in your small town life exactly and i was like watching a bit of a documentary about it and it's like there's no cars that drive past. Like, there's no people. Everyone's sitting on their. F- I was like, no, what? they don't know what cars are yet, but don't tell them. <laughs> <laughs> their horses are doing great. It's <laughs> like an Amish community. <laughs> oh God, no! Like people still sit on their porches all day. Front doors unlocked. Kids do mm-hmm. whatever. That kind of seventies mentality, yeah. which is quite interesting. But then I suppose, like, I see that as the US sometimes. Yeah, um, it makes yeah. sense. It wasn't a very well-known town until the late 70s where something massive happened and now everyone around mm-hmm. knows the town and knows what happened, apart from us, but we will do now. From us, apparently, but I'm very intrigued. So. <laughs> so, everyone in this town, more or less, started receiving letters from an anonymous source. Everyone. Every letters- person. All 13,000 of them. Every single person. I sh you not. So, like, like every household. Know, okay, every house. I was going to say, like, they got one like four you. letters, one addressed to you. every single person in there. Like, once you've done the census. <laughs> um, and the letters didn't have a return address on them. And a lot of them had a postmark. So, kind of like a stamp, but you know, like in America, it says like where it was sent from, from the yeah. post office, they stamp it. So, there's a postmark from Ohio and columbus some of them were postmarked from circleville itself which is interesting so no one could really know where the letters were coming from like they were all different. yeah all different so thousands of letters were sent literally thousands but only a few were released to the public because of the personal nature of each letter so I'm going to focus on one family's experience with these letters specifically because it was so high profile that you can you can't see all the letters but you can see as much of them and you know a lot of the story whereas people burned these letters they hid these letters they shredded them yeah because they creeped them out 
Well, let me tell you. Well, that sounds the the way you've worded it sounds like this person was stalking every single person. <laughs> they were. So That's... everyone got a letter. Politicians, just random people in town, and every letter had in detail very specifically about the secrets of the recipient. Wow. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, that's kind of impressive. Right? Like if anyone's heard of the Watcher case, um, go to BuzzFeed Unsolved because they did a good video on it. Like, sorry, but that's just like kind of hilarious. Because nothing bad happened with that one, I don't think. It's Either like how uh, that like how how do you do that? How do you do that? Like, how is a town so exciting as well? Like, such a small town, there was so much yeah. going on. Also, I've got a few 70s. examples of some of the things. It's yeah. the 70s, so it's not like he could just, like, go and bug everyone's houses. Exactly. Like, you had to be, like, binocular. Yeah. You have to um, have these people in their most intimate moments. Yeah. When they're yeah, yeah, yeah. talking about these things. Because that's exactly. the only way you hear about it. Yeah, um, so some of the things... The the in, the stuff in the letters were often very threatening, very hateful, and very scary. A lot of it was sexually oriented, like accusations of affairs was mostly that, or accusations of people doing bad sexual things that I'll get into a bit later. So whoever was writing these letters said in every single letter, I am watching you. That was in all of them, which obviously would leave you creeped out, regardless of what they said yeah. that you've done. I'm watching you is terrifying. Yeah. So these letters were mostly handwritten, but some of them were typed. The You're handwriting tired. that you, they got tired. They were like, I need I a typewriter. I've got 13,000 letters. <laughs> this is so much. And they keep going as well. Like you'll see, they write more to like a lot to you, a lot, if you don't do what they say. Yeah. Okay. So the handwriting in the letters that you can see on the internet is very boxy. Like it takes up about three lines per letter. Really boxy. Oh, I don't and like that. All in caps. Um, and there were also notes that the handwriting looks nothing like the people that burnt the letters and stuff. Some of them say it wasn't boxy handwriting. It was really cursive. So either it's different people. Or they're just changing up their handwriting so that it's not their handwriting. It's just a type of handwriting so that it can't be traced back to them, which I think is definitely the most probable thing. Um, and then obviously some of them were typed. So I think they're just like, you know, like the magazine, like cutting it out as well. Yeah. yeah. So that like, it could depend on one particular yeah. style. So onto specific letters and our like household that I'm going to focus on. One of the first people that we know of to receive letters, because a lot of people, now that you know that they're quite revealing of secrets and sexual secrets, obviously people aren't going to be like, this is the letter I got. Yeah, what just like, oh, look, look what he said to me. Yeah. It's true. Exactly. Yeah. So we don't, we don't know how many, how many they sent, or like how many people got, like what they said, etc. But we know about the letters to Mary Gillespie. So she was in her 30s, she had a husband and kids, and the letter that she received talked about how the person writing had been watching her, knew that she had a husband, knew that she had kids, knew their names, their ages, what they looked like, obviously, and said that her home was being watched at all times. So the letter also claimed 
that Mary, who was a school bus driver, was having an affair with the school's superintendent, Gordon Massey, and wrote this letter telling her that she needs to tell her husband that she's having an affair. And was it was a very angry letter, apparently. So, mm-hmm. you know what? Now that you say this kind of thing, I feel like I might have heard of this, but like very vaguely. Very vaguely. I feel like this has also it happened familiar. randomly before and like stuff happens. Yeah. Like, or like maybe I am thinking of um, the that other. Yeah. That other yeah. Case. Like if you don't do this, like there, it's always yeah. in the vein of tell your husband you're having an affair. Yeah. Because all women have affairs. Tell your wife you're having an affair. Yeah. So Mary got loads of letters. Loads of letters. Um, It was not a one-time thing. And most of the letters talked about her affair. But whenever she got a letter, she would hide it. And not show anyone. Definitely not tell her husband she was having an affair. Yeah. Um, She did a pretty good job of hiding the letters. So she thought like she got away with it. She wasn't experiencing any consequences. Until one day, a letter arrived to the house addressed to her husband, Ron. Uh-oh. This you're done for. Um, so Ron opened the letter and it said that your wife is having an affair and it is now your his responsibility to announce it to the school board to get them both fired. Mm. And if he didn't, he would be killed. Oh, that, that took it why, a step further. Why are you killing Ron? Ron's yeah, Ron this. didn't do any. He's the victim here. He's been cuckolded. Yeah, <laughs> he's been cucked. I too. But also, couldn't she play it off as a kind of thing? Like, before the letter was sent to Ron, mm-hmm. couldn't she play it off as a kind of thing where, oh, I'm getting this these letters from this crazy person. I can't believe they're accusing me of this. And just she play it off like a whole big lie. She does try and do that now, but I think that was the wrong time to do it, Mary. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, when she started getting them, she should have been like... Yeah. Like, if I got a letter saying that, I'd be like, what the f*** at this man? I'd tell everyone. Yeah, like, get a load of this guy. Yeah, who's this dipshit? Tell me more. Yeah, what else do I do? I don't know. So, Ron, Mary told Ron that she had no idea what this person was talking about. She was not having an affair with the superintendent. And for the next few weeks, they both decided to keep hiding all the letters that they were receiving from the person. Ron, you're being played. However, letters about Mary's affair was now going to the whole town. They were they were getting them in their letters. So they were getting letters oh about themselves, but about Mary. Mary, you f***ed up. Mary, um, Mary, Mary. So at this point, they kind of had to do something because yeah. this person was like ruining their lives um and it, obviously because it was such a small town like once everyone knows that everyone knows each other yeah. yeah so two weeks later they received another letter and this time it said you have had two weeks since my first letter and have done nothing to admit the truth and inform the school board if you don't i will broadcast this on posters signs billboards and i will send it to tv networks until the truth comes out. What the TV networks care? I don't think so. It's just in. Mary is cheating on her husband. I think maybe because it was um, like within a school. Oh, uh, yeah. And he's a superintendent. So I don't like know a, what that 
like an actual scandal kind of thing. Yeah. And maybe like, I don't know. I think it was CBS they were threatening to send it to. I saw that floating mm-hmm. around, but I, I, you can't see the letter to prove it. So Yeah. Yeah. So Mary and Ron now decided this is probably a good time to try and find out who is writing the letters to tell them to shut up. Um, and they like just assumed that it was someone in their family. Um, so they what? called a family meeting. Why would you think someone in your family is doing this? This is way past your family and having a family meeting, I think. Especially yeah. if they're threatening to also, kill you. You have a weird f***ing family if they're go- telling everybody yeah. in the town about this. And if saying you they're think, kill oh, you. someone's threatening me, I think it's someone in my family. Like, Yeah. Like, I mean, I know people don't always have the best relationships with their families, but... Yeah. Please. Really? Okay. Come on. Mm. So... They had a family meeting and apparently eventually came to the conclusion that it was a family member and wrote that family member a letter asking them to stop sending them letters. So that family member so clearly wasn't meeting? at the meeting. So how do they know it was that family member? And they were just, like, everybody else there just said, nope, wasn't me. And they were like, oh, me. it must have been that one guy that's not here. That come. Exactly. That's 100% what they've done. So apparently that did work, though. For a short period of time, sending that letter asking them to stop sending letters did work. Probably because um, the person who was actually watching them knew they did that and they just were messing with them. Yeah. It was like, how are you having fun? Yeah. So there were no letters until the 19th of August of 97. Uh, of 77, sorry. That's 20 years. No, it was like 20 years. One year. <laughs> Jesus. 1919. Why can't I say 1977? 1977. Mary was on a trip when Ron received a phone call. Uh-oh. A phone call? At their house, because obviously no, no mobile phone. Yeah. Um, and according to Ron's kids, who were present while he was taking the phone call, he was extremely upset with what the other person was saying. But we have no idea who was on the phone. We never will. They he well, I'll tell you what he said, but they could never track the call because it was the seventies. Um, yeah. that's really annoying. So while he was on the phone, the kids say that he lost his temper, he grabbed a gun and went to leave the house. And before he left, he turned around, he looked at the kids and he said, I'm going to go confront the person who's writing the letters. So that's why that's who they assumed was on the phone, the letterman. Yeah. The author, if you will. Not so it sounds after. like he knew. That's the thing. How did he know? Unless they said, like, come meet me here. Yeah. How did he know or where to go? He said, or he was like, I know. Like, he recognized the voice. I don't Maybe. know. We'll never know because not long after he left the house, Ron was found dead, crashed into a tree. Crashed Ron. into a tree. Ron crashed his car into a tree and died. Police found that one bullet was shot from his gun that he brought with him, but they were never able to figure out where the bullet went, who he was shooting at, or even when it was fired. They didn't find any like casings, shell casings, no nothing. So it's very, very possible that it was fired on a completely different day, nothing to do with the incident. He just maybe didn't have his gun filled up all the way because there was just one gun uh, missing. Uh, one gun yeah, missing, one bullet, bullet missing. Yeah. So we don't even know if he shot the gun that day. We oh. know nothing. Another theory is also like maybe he shot it at someone else's car and it went into that person's car. Yeah, 
Exactly. Don't know. We don't know what what happened. Um, so R.I.P. Ron, he has yes. passed away. Um, he didn't do anything wrong apart from no. not listen to the letter, but why would you kind of thing? Mary. So when they took Ron's body for an autopsy, they tested his blood alcohol level as they do with all currents and found that his alcohol level was 1.5 times over the legal limit, which means he was hammered. He was apparently not an alcoholic. He wasn't even a big drinker. He never drank. Yeah. Everyone around him thought that was the strangest thing, that he was found hammered, completely out of character for him to even be drunk, especially to be drunk and then get into a car. And drive, and drive. yeah. His children also mentioned that on his way out, they didn't see him drink anything and he didn't seem drunk because he would have been sloshed. Yeah, like, so, and there wasn't big enough time in between for him yeah. to have gone somewhere else and drank and then... And then it'd be, like, in... In his blood, like, blood. that much, yeah. Yeah. So... That's really even though, weird. Even though he told his kids he was going to go confront the author of the letters, there's no way to prove that's actually where he was going or what he was doing, to be honest. Or even yeah. who he was on the phone to. We can't say for certain. So the police, or the sheriff specifically, came to the conclusion that it was a car accident because he was drunk. Hey. That doesn't make any sense at all. So, it doesn't. It really doesn't. It does not. More letters were being received of members of the community claiming that the sheriff had been involved in a cover-up over Ron's death. And they also still claimed that Mary was having an affair with the superintendent. Mary, That's by the way, in case you forgot, Mary's having an affair. Mary's still having that affair. So now it's kind of changed from everyone gets their own personalised letter of all their secrets to like a newsletter of what Mary's doing. Yeah. Or like, <laughs> it's like, it's like a weekly like story, except it's Who's real. Mary f***ed? <laughs> Where, what's happening in Mary's life now? Yeah, I need like a really cool Like anagram. every day there's more developments. Like now it's about the sheriff because the sheriff was involved because Ron died. Yeah. So everyone's getting told like that the sheriff is bad. Except it's this, real. Sadly, not a fake crime story. This sounds um, like a fake crime. It does. Some of the letters also focused on the coroner, who it said that he had been accused of sexually abusing children in the past. Yucky. Yucky, yucky situation. Yucky man. Um, around this time, the superintendent, Nathan, got a divorce from his wife, and he and Mary... Began a romantic relationship. Oh, very convenient, isn't but, it? But don't go thinking that they were having an affair because they said they didn't. They only started dating after Ron died. Out of everyone, after everything that happened and all the sh that was being said, they thought, yes, actually, I do want to be with you. Yeah. They thought, you know what? Everyone seems to think we're having an affair. And, you know, we might as well just get together. Might as well just have one. <laughs> Except... Except not an affair. No, they didn't. It's they waited till, waited till Ron died. So this is she, Mary really thinks weird. she's a saint in conclusion. On the 7th of February, 1983. So we have had a six-year gap of letters coming to everyone still. Wow. But none that we really know of. Because nobody's sharing this person. Oh my god, they must do like, do they have a job? They must have so much fun. <laughs> oh my god. So, Mary was doing her normal school bus route, um, picking up the kids and taking them to school. Mm -hmm. And 
she kept seeing signs, on signs, big notices saying that Gordon was having an affair with her 12-year-old daughter. But who's Gordon? Gordon is the superintendent. Well, you said his name was Nathan. You know what? I thought that when I was writing it, and I thought I corrected it. Both of the articles, they switch between Gordon and Nathan, but apparently it's the same guy, and I don't know what his real name is. Oh, maybe his name is Nathan Gordon. Okay. I'm just going to call him the superintendent then, because I don't know which way around. Okay. <laughs> Whatever anyway, his name is. He was having an affair with Mary's daughter, who was 12. Ew. And everyone in the bus, like all the school kids, could see these signs. They were everywhere. So she just went around, like, pulling over and, like, ripping them off and taking them with her. And the kids are just sat in the bus, like, what's going on? You just want to go to school, Mary. So one time there was, like, a massive off sign that said this. Mary stopped and pulled down the sign as per usual and noticed that there was another box tied to the fence post that the sign was at. Um, a box? A box. Now... Me being like, like forensic fast specifically, like watching that, seeing a box, I won't fucking go near it. Yeah, nope. Because we just constantly hear pipe bombs. Like, no, thank you. I'm thinking more, I was thinking more along the lines of something gross in it. Oh, no, I was thinking bomb. No, um, but that's also a possibility, though. Yeah. So she picked up the box. Good idea. And took it with her on the school bus full of children. With the children. Yes. Yeah, mm. She didn't give a sh she didn't open it. She just give Mary didn't give two sh about no one but Mary. Oh apart and from the attendant. <laughs> That's all she cared about. So she finished the route to the school, dropped the kids off, then went back to her house and then opened the box. Where she found a pistol. And a string was tied around the trigger of the gun which was designed so that when someone picked up or opened the box it would pull the trigger but I don't know how she didn't maybe she opened it weird hold the thoughts it was a booby trap basically yeah booby anyway she wasn't <laughs> she wasn't sure if the gun was real or fake um she just thought the whole thing was like really creepy so she brought the whole contraption to the police and then the police went and had a look around the area where she found it to see if they could find any clues. Mm -hmm. They found a shoe print. Um, they weren't able to match it to anyone. Um, and they couldn't confirm that the shoe print had anything to do with someone placing a box there. Like yeah, someone could have just been walking. A shoe print? A shoe a print. print. Yeah. Nearby. Whoever had planted this and planted the gun had tried to get the serial number of the gun off by scraping it off. Yeah. But they did not succeed, no sir. Because lab testing, they were able to find these exact numbers that were on the gun and they Ooh. traced it back to the owner. Here's where things get fishy. Mmm. As if it serial... wasn't fishy already. It gets so bad, man. It's just so unfortunate. Like, Ron dying wasn't even the sad stuff. There's sadder things to come, in my oh, opinion. No. The serial number on the gun matched to a guy named Paul. Paul mm -hmm. happened to be Ron's brother-in-law. Uh, Paul oh, claimed... 
So that's the, Mary's brother? No, Ron's he was sister's previously husband. Oh, Ron's sister's husband, okay. And the sister is called Karen. But we'll be getting to Karen shortly, don't you worry. Okay, okay. So Paul claimed that he was innocent, that his gun had been missing for weeks from his garage. And, and why didn't police... he report it? So true, but have some thoughts for Paul because police decided to give Paul a handwriting test to compare it to the letter. Mm-hmm. And for some f***ing reason, they said that the handwriting was exactly the same. But was it? No. Not in the slightest bit. Because the handwriting of the letters f***ing changed every day. Yeah. So anyone could have had the same handwriting. As they could letter. have just matched to one of them, but not one, one of, of them, them, because they're all exactly. different. That's stupid. Exactly. So they have, they, the sheriff was like, wrap it up. He's the author of the letters, and he's also the one that tried to kill Mary. So they arrested him and charged him with the attempted murder of Mary. Who cares about Mary? What? So Paul's trial took place in October 1983. And the sheriff said that Paul had admitted to writing at least 50 of the letters. And Paul said, no, I didn't. <laughs> I did not say that. What is wrong with sheriffs? Right? Anyone who's a sheriff, they, they sorry, have a, a bad person. It seems like a very big thing. Not now, but like... yeah. Back then. Back then, they just used to like to make shit up. And I think it was because yeah. they just thought it made themselves look good. Well, wait till like, you look see. how many crimes I'm solving. Wait till you hear about this sheriff as well. So Paul said, you have no proof to say that I said this. Yet, it was used as evidence against him. Paul's fingerprints were not found on the booby trap or on any of the letters. The shoe print found at the scene was not even close to any of the shoes that he wears. Mm. Mary took the stand and testified against Paul, saying she was always suspicious of him when Paul's wife, Karen, approached her with suspicions about him as well. Karen is a Karen. Karen has turned on her own ex-husband. Oh. Yeah, they've all ganged up against him. Poor, poor guy. Weird. I Paul's have a theory, boss. but I'm going to say it at the end. Okay. Paul's boss also testified against Paul. This poor man. Oh, Paul. Why does no one like him? No one likes him. Paul's boss said that he was not at work the day the booby trap was found. However, Paul gave an alibi that was watertight for the day the booby trap was discovered. And he keeps saying he didn't do anything wrong. He's done nothing. Yeah. When they searched Paul's house, they found no evidence. But Paul was found guilty. What? He was sentenced to 7 to 25 years in prison. Even though, even though there was not a single piece of evidence against him, they literally said, "Everyone just went, yeah, I think Paul did it," and they're like, "Okay, okay, we believe you." That means Paul did it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's justice. What? Paul ended up being in prison until 1994. He was in there. He served a long time. Ten years. Poor guy. He did. Um, he was allowed to apply for parole in 1990, and they said no. Can't remember why. Based on it's, what exactly? There's something really stupid, but I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get to something else first. So he continued to claim he was innocent even when he was out of prison, but he did pass away in 2012. So he spent the majority of his life. Paul, he's so that's why I'm sad. 
It's a very sad story. But there's more. They did bad stuff to Paul. So, in the 10 years he was in prison, yeah. did the letters stop? No. No. And guess who got letters? Paul. He got letters in prison. In prison? Yeah. The sheriff got letters and Paul got letters. And they thought, Paul, you sneaky shit. think, How Paul, are you writing stop sending this? letters to yourself. They thought that he was doing that. How? 100%. They 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 said he did that. So how? So wh- one what? of the letters that Paul received is actually very interesting because obviously now we have those letters because the letters were taken were from in, him, like police custody. Yeah, yeah. It says now, when are you going to believe that you're not getting out of here? I've told you two years ago when we set them up, they stay set up. Don't you listen at all? What? When we set them up, they say set up. You're not getting out of here. Big RIP to Paul. So some confused. All of the police, all of the police, and most of the people in the town, because they apparently hate Paul, believed that he was writing the letters to himself in jail. However, this is impossible. (laughs) How could he be getting letters to people outside of prison? Because the whole town was still getting letters. Yeah. About the things that they were doing while he was in prison. But also, wouldn't the letters come from, out, for Paul, come from outside of the prison? They did that, yeah. Surely they would see him writing. Well, to combat that, they just put him in solitary confinement. Well, yeah, so after having him in solitary confinement and seeing that he, he is not writing... And the letters kept coming while he was in solitary confinement, but they kept him in solitary confinement. Oh, my God. Even though their, their theory, ridiculous. their hypothesis was gone. They're they, insane. Actually insane. They gave him a polygraph test to see if he was sending the letters to people and himself, in which he passed. Did they obviously about that? No. They were like, okay, go back into solitary. Oh, my God. So... Some of the letters that other residents were receiving were full of really bad accusations. One accused the man who had prosecuted Paul of impregnating a schoolteacher, killing her and the unborn child. Oh. How would Paul know about this? The yeah. writer of the letter threatened to dig up the victim's grave and send the bones to the police for analysis if the prosecutor had not admitted to what he had done. How do they even know that? How, how one, do they know that? And how, two, could Paul have known that? I mean, we've established that it wasn't Paul. It's not Paul. Like, how do people know? How how do you know? I want to know. I want to know these things. I'm so... That's amazing. A journalist named Martin spent a lot of time researching this case while Paul was in prison. And he made a new discovery that didn't take him very long, which the police would have made if they can get they never also they never put this discovery when they found it out they never like put it to a, a new trial because they should have they did not do that he discovered that mary gillespie told the sheriff that one of the other drivers told her that they had been driving the same road where she found that booby trap about 20 minutes before mary came with the kids past it mm-hmm. and she saw that there was a yellow car parked where the booby trap was found 
She said that there was a man in the car who was quite large, had sandy hair, and was just kind of chilling by the car. So not in the car, like outside of the car. And she said it was weird because when she was going by, he like realized there was a big school bus coming and he turned around and pretended to go to the toilet as if he just pulled over to go to the toilet. But she could already see that he wasn't doing that because he was chilling in the car. And yeah, she thinks that that was because he didn't want to be identified by her. Mm. This description of the man is nothing like Paul. Obviously. I gathered. And because no one ever pursued this lead, nothing was ever done. A yellow car as well. That can't be very common, can it? Right. Exactly. In a small town like that as well. Exactly that. So quite interesting. After Martin kept telling people about this lead because the police weren't listening, he was just telling the the town because he was trying to help Paul. Hmm. Martin started receiving letters. So why would Paul have sent him? Well, we know it's not Paul, but I'm just trying to say, like, why would Paul have sent him letters? Why would Paul send things to someone who's trying to help him? Exactly. These letters were threats. And this was several years after the letters had stopped. So the person was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't try and clean tie up. Yeah, like I left I left this job, this hobby. But yes. now you're trying to make it out like it's not Paul. Yeah. And I need don't, it to no, be Paul. Don't bring this back up. I'm finished now. Um however, people aren't sure if it's actually written by the original Circleville writer or if it's just mm-hmm. someone else. Because copycats. But I do yeah. think it is the person who was just like, hold it on. Make, hold it on. makes sense. Yeah. Because why would anyone else care to? Yeah. Last little interesting thing before we go on to some theories. In 1990, there was a show called Unsolved Mysteries, and it did a segment on this case. Before they released the episode or anything publicly about them, they they got a letter. And nobody knew they were doing this. They weren't even from that town. They weren't anything. It was a big program everybody knows this program apparently i don't know the program. what the hell so they said in reply to the letter we receive lots of mails from our viewers but one postcard stands out from the rest in fact it was a threat designed to keep us from telling this very story it reads forget circleville ohio if you come to ohio you will pay it signed the circleville writer but we don't scare that easily forget the circleville writer mm. Wow. So, that's the last anyone heard from the author. Mm. So I have five little theories, like five people, people think it is. Mm-hmm. First of all, everyone believes that the first round of letters, i.e. I'm pretty sure that means before Paul was ever thought of or arrested. Yeah. Were written by a man named David Longberry. He was a bus driver that worked with Mary and apparently was in love with Mary. Mary was already married and hadn't having an affair, so she'd have no oh, yeah. Three is a crowd, um, you know. Sorry. And then, so we don't really know much about that, but the fact that it was unreciprocated, people think maybe. And salty. in 1999, David went on the run for raping a little girl. And while on the run, he killed himself. So Disgusting. I heard a better letter release that, <laughs> please. It's like huh? himself. Himself writing that he did that, and he's like, "Oh, now I've got to go on the run. I just did that." Oh my god! People think Mary wrote the letters. 
I wouldn't Why put it past would it. She... The only reason people think she had something to do with it, maybe not exactly writing the letters, is that how did she not shoot herself with that booby trap if it was designed to when people pick up the box? So people think that she set it up to not shoot her so it wouldn't harm her, but it would deflect any suspicions. Yes. Linking to that, mm -hmm. maybe her and the guy and the superintendent, they wanted to kill her husband. Her husband. And they they decided yeah. to come up with this random elab elaborate plan and then uh so that they could be together. But then why would you out your affair together? Because surely when you're having an affair with someone and your husband dies, you're like the first person they think of because you were having an affair for that very reason. So why would you draw attention yeah, to that? Yeah, but maybe they thought that it was so outlandish, like reverse psychology. Oh, I see, like I see. Like it's so outlandish that like it just can't. It yeah. They, would, they wouldn't do oh. that. It's too obvious. Maybe or is it? Never. The third person that people think it is, is the son of the superintendent. Ooh. Purely because his name was William. And some of the letters were signed with a W. That's it. But couldn't that just be W for writer because they're called the Circleville writer? Yeah, and only a few of them were signed like that. It was just like a random thing. Nobody could ever yeah. get the person. I really don't think that's him. People think it was Karen, <laughs> who would be Ron's sister, which is weird. A, a, the ultimate Karen. Um, yeah. People believe that the person standing next to the yellow car was actually her boyfriend. And this is actually what Paul believes has happened because the letters were saying that he had been set up and she was the only person who knew where that gun was in the garage because it was uh, their house. In yeah. the divorce, the custody of her kids were taken away completely and she was not allowed anywhere near the house. But when, as soon as he went into prison, she regained complete custody of the children and the house. Oh, that, so that's a good theory. She does have a motive. This yeah. is also, so Paul thinks that that is but, the case. And also Martin, the journalist, believes that's the case. But it's a very long-winded, yeah. you know, it's, it's a lot to do. The like whole letter all thing. of these letters for how many years just mm. to get back at her her ex-husband yeah i don't well, know the next theory I mean, isn't about who wrote it. yeah the next theory isn't about who wrote the letters so i'm just going to say like my kind of theory i think someone was sending the letters regardless and i think someone or a group of people like jumped on that to do something and like say it was the author the like the letters were already been sent out and then Karen was like, ah, oh, let's just frame Paul for this thing that's going on. Let's copy it. Yeah. Oh, I think that, so. Because all she had to do was, because there was nothing, there was no letter with the gun. There was nothing to tie that box, really, apart from that sign. Yeah, that's the only thing the letters. that's like outside of the letters. that. So me thinks yeah. they planted the box to yeah. frame Paul and then... And then he went down mm. for the whole thing. That makes sense. I don't know. So lastly, people think the sheriff did cover it up um, and tried to like breeze through the letters and pretend like it wasn't really a thing to gain a promotion. The letters were the one piece of evidence against Paul because they said that, they, that he had the same handwriting. That was the only piece of evidence they had, which it wasn't. Yeah. It was not the same. And although they continued to be sent while Paul was in prison... 
mm-hmm. the letters had been enough to help Paul get locked up. So some of the letters also seemed very protective of the sheriff. So if anyone said anything bad about the sheriff or like said like maybe he's doing this, the next few letters that will come out to everyone, like the newsletter types of ones, would like be something really nice about the sheriff. Oh, the sheriff. So, I love him. <laughs> I, I love that man. Great sheriff. Um, so people think it was either someone close to the sheriff or the sheriff himself. Either way, the sheriff gained a promotion and became president of the National Sheriff's Association, a.k.a. the Karen of sheriffs. But that's it. Okay, would you like to hear what I've been thinking about this entire time? Yes, please. This, uh, it might be a bit of a stretch. Like, I don't know how realistic the situation could be. Like, I don't know if you could actually apply this to a a real-life situation. Mm -hmm. But maybe in the 70s it would have been possible. But, small town. Certain group of people who are out to get other people who are not doing good things in the town does it sound like a familiar film plot does indeed that's so true for anyone who doesn't get it it sounds like hot fuzz how did i not get that that's my favorite film well like i just couldn't help thinking like especially with the fact that it was following so many people in the town Mm. for so long how could that possibly be be one one person. person doing that yeah it had to yeah. be a group of people and linking to that idea of the sheriff it yeah it could have been for the gain of many other like upstanding people in the yeah. community like the sheriff could have been involved other people could have been involved because it yeah. was beneficial to them all you need is one person in every so one person in the sheriff's office one person in the school because they knew about the school one yeah person that's what i mean each... like exactly like the school people involved because yeah School people are influential people as well in that community. Yeah. It, it just, it's great like, to I know it, it is a crazy concept, but it does kind of fit. It does fit. I Yeah, that does make a lot of sense because it, it definitely cannot be one person. I really have no idea who could have been writing the letters, but I do think that a lot of people piggybacked on that and started doing things that were not... That's why, that's why the, there could be so many handwritings for it as well is because they weren't yeah. all the same person. Yeah, it was like, oh, I can, I know this secret and I can't tell yeah, anyone, but I can in. write a letter. But like, like, or if it was like the hot fuzz theory. Yeah. You know um, what? You know. But can we just have, can we have a moment for Paul? They want to have a good town. They want to get feel... all the bad people out and True. they want to get, a, the sheriff wants to get a promotion while he does it. And everybody hates Paul. Yeah. Poor Paul. My God, have you ever been so fucked over in your life? That is really bad. Like, they all testified against him in front of him, in court. And he didn't do anything. And we know he didn't do anything. Maybe he did do something else that we just don't know about. What would he have done? And how would he have done? Like, I don't know, but like... Maybe he was a bad person. I don't yeah, know. Like, I, do surely there's so a re- I don't know. Surely there's a reason that nobody liked him. I just... Oh. I don't know. If he was a good also, man, then um, I feel bad for Paul, but... Yeah. It seems like that happens a lot, though. When there's, like, a high-profile thing, 
like I know it wasn't murders it was like a serial killer but you know like the serial killer thing where it's like we need to find him before he starts killing more people because people are scared blood and it like snowballs but also like, the 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 guy the car crash oh yeah what the f happened that seems suspicious. I think that was also something entirely different to the letters maybe he was going on his way and then someone was like yeah i don't i don't know isn't there isn't there something you can give someone like a drug not like a drug drug but like a like a medical drug like inject them or something and it makes their blood alcohol their blood alcohol because there's like a disorder that you can have where if you eat something that has yeast in it oh yeah get drunk get drunk yeah like hammered um and you have had no alcohol so maybe something like that because i don't think he would have drunk anything there wasn't enough time for him to drink anything yeah it doesn't make sense for him to actually have been drunk and then if someone unless killed he literally him, like downed a bottle of vodka right before he left and so he yeah. didn't seem drunk to the kids yeah. because he wasn't drunk yet because he just drank it just drank it and so because by the like, time he was driving then i don't know yeah i just think it's like and like you can't what, like say if someone killed him and then was like I'm going to stage a car accident he can't have drunk the, the alcohol because yeah. they did find him several hours later but like he couldn't have physically drunk it if he died yeah I don't know this is weird know. everything is weird I hate it I'm just going to blame Mary I want to know Nathan the secrets Gordon. of this town like whoever did this yeah well they might still be alive are we going to get letters now that we've talked about it maybe that's why nobody Oh no! Oh no, bestie! I fear I have brought us into something. Oh no! Maybe that's why we've never heard of this case, because everyone who talks about how? it letters. How did the TV program who hadn't advertised the episode was coming? They were filming the episode. How did they get a letter? Yeah. Unless someone in the crew was like, <laughs> or maybe yeah, maybe someone in the crew did that so that they could make their show more interesting. Yeah, maybe that's it. It's possible. Well, that I hope was... that one confuzzled your brain. It did, and that, it was wild. <laughs> that was a good one. I'm glad I you it. switched from whatever you were going to do. Yeah. Because I thoroughly yeah. enjoyed that one. Yeah. It was always sad, but hopefully hopefully that does something. Hopefully in due time, yeah, things will happen for that case. Like I said, yeah. Fingers crossed. go check out the number if you have any info. Mm-hmm. If you receive a letter, let us know. <laughs> yeah. We'll let you guys know if you receive letters. Yeah. If you never hear from us again, the Circleville writer killed us. Came and killed us. It was either that or Skinwalkers. Oh, dude. Next week, anyway. Pasta, we're going to finish the the story Greta was doing. There's a part oh, two. Too. And then I think I've got a little one hidden away okay, somewhere. Nice. Can do. Cool. Mm. But yeah, that's it from us this week. Thank you all for listening. If you're watching on YouTube, then please like, comment, subscribe, share with your friends. If you're listening on any streaming platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. I think that's anywhere it. Anywhere else? No. That's it. That's it. Uh, then please add to your library and share with your friends once again. Don't forget that we have a Patreon now, so you can get more involved with the podcast. It's going to be good. If you have any theories or comments about the cases that we've said today or previously, comment them and we will talk about them in our 
Internet Sleuths Q&A episode that you get if you are a friend. Yeah, follow our Twitter at We Not Sisters and our TikTok at We Not Sisters with two S's on the end. And join yeah. our Discord. Yes, join our Discord link in us. the description. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Besties. Besties. And yeah, that's it. We hope you enjoyed. Thank you for listening. And goodbye. Bye.